0: Everybody, I'm Gary Eversoll. Richard Kipling here, and I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. Today the old codgers are finally together in the same place. We're all in Santa Fe and recording at Camp Codger Studios, otherwise known as Gary's dining room table. We're going to be talking about sleep challenges as we grow older. Richard, give us your insights in getting a good night's sleep.
1: Thank you, Gary. But before I do, I just want to give kudos to Argentina, who today, World Cup Finals Day, won the cup. Leo Messi. Leo Messi is a god. Snoring is definitely one of my favorite activities, or it would be if I could just get to sleep. Today, the codgers are going to take on the vexing problem of older age, getting a good night's sleep. Experts say that up to 40% of seniors suffer from insomnia. They also say lack of sleep can have major impacts on your life. I know this one. Relationship problems, memory problems, falling, car accidents, all of these may occur because you're tired from lack of sleep. Studies also point to insomnia, contributing to heart disease and diabetes. Until a few years ago, I had no interest whatsoever in this subject. But as I got well into my 70s, sleep became more elusive. Here's a recent example of an episode that I had last week. Tuesday night, 10.30, lights out. 12.42 a.m., I'm awake. I can't get back to sleep. 1.04 a.m., I finally get out of bed and stumble to the living room. Wide awake, I drink water, I eat some green grapes. I finished an Italian mystery novel and played solitaire on my iPhone. Finally, at 3.43 a.m., I yawned enough that I figured I could go back to sleep. I headed into the bedroom, lay in bed for at least 20 minutes before finally dozing off. But at 7.08 a.m., I'm up again, thoroughly exhausted. The rest of the day I wandered around mostly in a fog. I experienced a similar episode two nights later. So guys, does any of this ring a bell? Do you suffer sleeplessness
0: or mood caused from lack of sleep? Actually I'm really fortunate. I sleep like a baby. I snore like a freight train. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll get back to that. And it says that's not my problem, it turns out it's B's problem. And, you know, we work on it. We've done a lot of things to deal with my snoring issues.
2: Randy? I don't have major sleep problems, but like most people, on occasion, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my brain starts working harder than it needs to about a particular thing I'm thinking about. It takes me a little little while to get back to sleep. I usually do get back to sleep, so I'm somewhere in the middle. If Gary doesn't really have a problem with sleeping at all, and you do, I'm the guy in the middle.
0: I do occasionally have nights of a little bit of insomnia, and I find it a little disconcerting. I mean, you think, oh, God, I can't get back to sleep. Oh, God, I'll never get back to sleep.
1: Gary, you've talked to me about having monkey mind, which is what Randy more or less discussed.
0: Right. A minute ago. Mm-hmm. Do you have it at bedtime? It's monkey mind. You start thinking about something, right? Right. right. And part of being our age, I find, and it's not something we've talked about yet, but I think is there, is this issue of anxiety as you get older. Hmm. I find it harder and harder to deal with those situations that get more complex, and you need to be thinking and adjusting and adapting, and that creates anxiety. And I think that's what gives a lot of people insomnia. Hmm.
1: Well, let me talk about some other things that studies have shown. Several have concluded that beginning in the 40s, individuals lose about 27 minutes of sleep in each subsequent decade. That calculates to well over an hour's sleep loss by the time you hit the 70s as I said, I've only had trouble sleeping in the past maybe five years. Randy, has has your trouble in the middle only been recent, or has it gone back some years?
2: I think once I get myself awake in the middle of the night, it's harder for me to go back to sleep in the last five or ten years, but not to the point where if you ask me, do you have a problem with sleeping? I'd say no. I have a occasional problem. I don't think about it usually. It's not something that I'm worried about getting a good night's sleep. Mm. It just happens occasionally.
0: Gary? It's not frequent enough to be an issue. It's funny because I used to make
1: fun of my brother, my younger brother, who had sleep issues in his 40s and 50s. And I slept like a log until, like I say, four or five years ago. There must be different rhythms for different individuals that The stat that you just cited about Mm
2: -hmm. we're losing, what was the number? 27 minutes a decade. 27 minutes a decade. I always uh, took that to mean that older folks don't need as much sleep, which is anecdotally something I've heard my whole life. My father-in-law wasn't sleeping more than, I don't know, four or five hours for the last part of his life. I've heard that story. So I, don't, I didn't take that kind of a stat to to be a bad thing. I thought, okay, for whatever reason, old people just don't sleep as
1: much. What might mitigate that is that, and we're going to get to this, is that older people, as opposed to the people in their 40s or 50s, nap. A lot of them nap. Mm. And if you only get four or five hours of sleep a night, but you nap an hour uh, in the middle of the afternoon, you might be back to go.
2: One of the things i 'm looking forward to being completely retired and completely old and in that don't have to do nothing unless you want to kind of life <laughs> is is having more naps. I think naps are a great thing you know we 've all done some research for this show right right and and napping keeps coming up as one of the things that you know, that particular topic is cited over and over again for evidence that either it's a good thing that you nap or a bad thing, depending on how long you nap. If you take a 20 minute nap in the afternoon, how wonderful is that? Right. But, but But if you sleep for an hour and a half or two hours, you might have trouble going to
1: sleep at night. And also when you take your nap, if you take it at one or two o'clock, but if you take it at five or six, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting to sleep at night. I certainly have found that to be the case. Yeah. Gary's the anti-napper,
0: I think. (laughs) I just get into bed, put my head in a pillow, and zoom, I'm off to sleep. Well, that's what we all want. But napping is interesting. To this day, and there's no reason why I can't take a nap. I could go take a nap in five minutes if I wanted because nobody's telling me what to do with my time, right? I just can't nap. Lie down and thinking, okay... I'm wasting some time. I must. Be, I, I, need to, I need to be doing something productive. I'm thinking, no, you're 74 years old. You don't have anything productive left to do. Except they can't cut your podcast, of course. But
1: maybe this uh, feeds perfectly into our next mini topic, and that's grouchy old men. That the lack of sleep could lead one to be irritable or anxious. It sounds like you're describing that uh, phenomenon. Well, I am a grouchy,
0: grumpy old man anyway, (laughs) even when I get a good night's sleep.
1: But I really have days when if I've had a night like I described, I am not in good shape for the whole day. Randy, if you have some of those intermittent bad nights, what's your next day like?
2: Usually, if I have one night where I wake up at 3 and don't go back to sleep until 5, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. It doesn't ruin my whole day. I might take a little nap, 20 or 30 minutes, and then I feel great. But one of the things I, I wanted to make sure we covered was some of the strategies for getting a good night's sleep because there's a bunch of them. I was wondering, Richard, when you were doing your research, what do you think like the top one or two things that might be that people can do if they're having some sleep issues?
1: What I found from most of the experts is that you need to have a schedule, a regular schedule during the day into the evening to regularize your sleep patterns. One part of that schedule is don't eat heavily or even moderately within three or four hours of going to bed. Make sure your stomach is not full or you're gonna toss and turn and probably not sleep well. Another one is don't smoke just before bedtime that that's uh, a stimulant and will keep you awake, not help you go to sleep. Another one is don't read or watch anything with a lit screen. So your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your cell phone are out for a couple hours before you go to bed. Yeah, I, I
2: encountered that little bit of wisdom on several different websites. It turns out that those devices, computer screens... Cell phone screens emit quite a a high percentage of blue light. It it registers in your brain as daylight. So your natural rhythms of going to sleep in the evening kind of get thrown off. Mm. So I'm sorry, Gary, but this is a case for my love of paper. (laughs) <laughs> if you read a paper book, you, your brain does not have the same reaction to that as if you're reading your book on a on a Kindle oh, guys, or an iPad. I'm gonna, Seriously, I'm not I'm uh, not making I, I, this no, up. I <laughs> you're not making it up, but I'm going to remind you
0: that there's a setting on your iPads or your tablets of choice light that allow you allows you to change the color mix. Right, so, and I do that in mine. Automatically starts at nine o'clock, goes into the more amber colors, reduces the blue blue light. Just for our our listeners, if you're not doing that, if you're reading on a
2: a device and you're not going into that dark mode or that nighttime mode on your device, figure out how to do that Mm because that will help your brain know that you are getting ready for sleep and not for a sunrise.
1: Well, and since I'm so technologically challenged, you guys are going to have to help me with that. (laughs) You're going to have to get me to go there. Bring your tablet
0: over. We'll get you all set up. You were talking about all these things you shouldn't do, right? I mean, if you, the list is enormous. Yeah, you let know, me let me take know, a slurp of coffee for,
2: for just a moment here. Exactly. You're making me want
0: caffeine. <laughs> don't drink caffeine. Don't drink alcohol. Don't eat. Don't snack. Don't do recreational drugs. Sounds like You're, a parent. No, it sounds like the most incredibly boring person in the world. I'm kind of kidding, but there is an element to that. When If you go through that whole list of thinking... All right, I'm doing all of this. Can't have my little glass of port before I go right. to bed. No,
1: I know. I know. Oh man. Is it's it worth it's, living. It's rugged. It's rugged. But maybe what you can have is substances to help you sleep. Like melatonin. Some people say melatonin works. Doesn't work at all for me. Just has no It shows effect. up
2: in the research a lot though. I know. It's a it's a natural substance that your body makes to help regulate your your Daylight cycles. Yeah. What's, What's that, that called? What's that word? Circadians. Circadian, Circadian cycles. rhythms. Rhythms. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, I haven't found that it helps at all with me. I've tried it a number of times over the past many years. And it but, you, but
0: you do, I understand, take gummies, which I've heard helps. Gary, we'll, we'll what, are, what are gummies? What are gummies? We're going to cover gummies in our <laughs> cannabis episode, which is next week. Well, I have certain. no
1: idea. I but. thought it was right after the session. But, but gummies yeah. Yeah. gummies are We're having Sunday brunch with gummies <laughs> as, a, as a starter. Sunday brunch with gummies.
2: That's, that's our next episode. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday brunch, brunch with, gummies. with gummies.
1: What about mattresses and pillows? I mean, those are things that clearly we can feel uncomfortable on. Whether you're a chronic insomniac or a regular sleeper, if you have a bad pillow, say you're on the road and you go to a a motel or hotel and it has a bad mattress or a bad pillow, you're not going to sleep well. So how much attention do you guys pay to your mattress and your pillows?
2: As I've gotten older, a comfortable bed and a comfortable pillow mean a lot more to me. I agree. when I'm away from home and I go back home, every time that first night we're back, it's like, this is the best bed in the world. We have the most comfortable bed in the world. I'm gonna be asleep in two minutes. I think it means a lot. And uh, one of the stories I read online was, sometimes if you got an old mattress and an old pillow and it's just been, part of your, you know, life forever. You don't realize that those things need to be changed out. And that may be why when you go to a hotel, you actually sleep better. They've got an expensive mattress that's right. six months old. Your mattress is 30 years old. You haven't gotten a new pillow you know, since uh, Richard Nixon was president. <laughs> so that is, that is a factor. I mean, make sure your sleeping situation at home is as comfortable as you can get it. So some of the things that I do to set myself up for sleep, to get ready to sleep, is try to have a a pre-sleep routine Hmm. where I'll just kind of wind down. Sometimes I'll do um, a little bit of relaxing sort of stretching and things like that. Yoga breathing helps me, especially Hmm. when I've hit the mattress and it's time to relax into sleep. I, I know that slow, deep breaths will kind of get my body ready for sleep. Do you have anything, Richard, that you do to try to get yourself ready for sleep? I'm terrible.
1: No, I get myself ready for sleep by getting tired and I'll get tired and I'll go to bed, but I don't sleep. If I do fall asleep, I'm not down for long before something is going on. I don't know if it's a monkey mind, bad dreams. I don't know what it is, but I have a lot of trouble staying asleep.
0: You're anxious about your insomnia. The itself I, you know,
1: you, I think you're on to something. I think there, it is in my mind the expectation. every night. Yes. Every night I go to sleep or go to bed, I wonder if this is going to be one
0: of those nights. That sounds miserable. Not fun. It really Not does. particularly fun.
2: Well, some of the experts say exercising during the day, not at night yes. before you go to sleep, but during the day is a really good way to um, tire your body out in a way that it it welcomes sleep. Another thing that is recommended is warm tea. Part of your routine could be herbal tea and some, some of those slowing down activities. Mm-hmm. So antith- having a
0: big cup of tea is antithetical to one of the major problems old people have, which is getting up in the middle of the night to go pee. Interesting. Any
1: the- last comments or observations about sleep or sleeplessness? Well, then, <laughs> I, I want to just you, thank you, you guys sir, for you the <laughs> stimulating
0: discussion. Oh, yeah. I'm awake. I'm awake.
2: <laughs> you know what? We should post some of the expert tips for getting a good night's sleep on our website. Yeah. So that folks can go check those out because there are some that we didn't talk about. But I think having a routine, I think having an evening routine for older folks that have sleep problems is a good step in the in the right direction. Get yourself ready. Tell your body in, in whatever ways you can. Oh, I do this before I go to
1: sleep. The routine is one of the main things that all the experts talk about. A routine toward with the aim of going to sleep. I don't practice it. I'm terrible at it. And well, as Richard, you, you should do it. No, I know. You take I know. some of this
2: advice. I mean, that's kind of why we do this podcast. We're, we're learning, we're sharing. I want you to do some of these things, really, seriously, for the next few weeks, and then report back. Report back. back. I and think I let will. let us know if, if they work.
1: My codger moment will be, I got a good
2: night's sleep
0: last night.
1: And I don't remember why.
0: And Randy's codger moment is I took a nap in the middle of the day. Hey, naps are good. I know, I know, I know. There's part of me that wants to get into napping just because it gives you that sense of control over your life. I can stop and take a 20 minute nap. (laughs) The problem is I can't take a 20 minute nap. Once I go to sleep, I'm out. And then you wake up an hour and a half later and you're, oh God, I feel like nap wasn't such a good deal after all.
1: I take intermittent naps, maybe two, three times a week when I can. I find that I wake up in a fog, but the fog quickly lifts and I feel a lot better for it the rest of the day.
2: Well, like so many things, Every bit of advice doesn't work for every person, right, right. right? You have to find out what works for you. For some people, I think some people are natural nappers, and, and they can take 20 yeah. or 30 minutes, and, and that's a great part of their day. If it, Gary, if it doesn't work for you, it's okay. You don't have to nap. Uh, Richard, if it works for you, makes up for the two hours you didn't get the night before, great. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe can, a nap yeah. is great. <sighs> Good night, everybody. I'm going to bed.
0: Join us next week for a special holiday episode when we introduce the Codger Wives, our better halves. we have mentioned so often during our Codger ramblings. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger on your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com Or leave a comment in this episode at www.campcodger.com.